Welcome to Slasher Sluts, the horror podcast you never thought you needed. My name is Rob. I'm Anthony. Every week we're going to be reviewing some horror movies and discussing our thoughts and feelings on them. And telling a couple of slutty stories along the way. So come along with us as we review a different movie each week. Welcome back to Slasher Sluts. My name is Rob, for anyone who does not remember. I'm Anthony. And on this episode, we decided to go something a little bit more mainstream, something a lot of people would know, and that is Fear Street 1994. Yes, very good movie. This was your choice of a movie this time, since I chose the first fantastic movie that we watched last week yes that wonderful horror movie that i still close my eyes and think about (laughs) for any of you who don't know what we're talking about you'll have to go back to episode one where we review the movie known as megan is missing but that is for our first podcast this is for our second Mm -hmm. so Let's get into it. What were your initial thoughts going in? Yeah, so you had told me about this movie back in the beginning of July, I think, when it first came out. Yes. And you had said it was a really good movie, and you said it was also a three-parter. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm always nervous starting things on Netflix because Netflix likes to bring me good things and then cancel them right away before, you know, finishing their promise of, you know, wrapping up a story. Trust me, I get it. There are so many shows that are on Netflix that I have fallen in love with and they get canceled after one season. Because not enough people watched it. And it's just... Or they didn't They didn't even give it enough time for people yeah. to watch it. Yeah, which it really bothers it. me. So I was nervous about, you know, giving it a chance. But after, you know, we started this and we're sitting there looking for something, it just, I saw it and I was like, okay, you know what? That trailer looks pretty good. It did. And it really wrapped me in from the beginning. Um also because it was a book written by R.L. Stein, which I don't know if you know, but is the author of the Goosebumps books, which I loved as a child, which probably fueled my love of horror to this day. Um, Yep, they scared me quite a bit as a kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But reading them now, I'd probably think they were a joke. Oh, yes. Reading them now, it's like reading the back of a shampoo bottle, you know? Right. It does nothing for you. (laughs) So this movie kind of gave me a little bit of like Goosebumps vibes with brutal killing and lots of... Adult Goosebumps. Oof. Absolutely. The drugs and the killing and the language. Mm -hmm. Even just the whole beginning, you know. Now, can we talk about... Let's talk about that first kill um, in 
the mall. mall. Um, mm -hmm. Was it just me, or did you get scream vibes when he stabbed her in the back? Oh, yes. Big, like, watching it, and then the phone call, and then the phone call going out while she's right. on the phone. I was like, this is very, giving me, like, flashbacks scream. to scream. Oh, yeah. You know? Okay, so the, not just me. And then, of course, the guy also had a skull mask. Right. He had a knife. Like, that's that's scream, you know? I mean, right. yeah, it was ghost face, but Still. the white mask, the whole black outfit. And you just, you knew something was going to happen to her when she couldn't close the gate to her little bookstore in the mall. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh horror 101 you gonna die yeah you just gave up after like three seconds of trying like you're dead <laughs> can we just laugh at a second about the names of the towns the two towns oh yeah super creative <laughs> shady side <laughs> and sunnyvale like and they hate each other of course like of course day. <laughs> so yeah, I... For anybody who hasn't seen this movie, it is about this girl, Dina, who is in love with this girl, Sam. Very progressive. Love Which that. I did not know at first. I thought Sam was a dude. You know, when I first watched it, my initial thought was, yeah, Sam is probably a dude. But the more I looked at the girl who played Dina, the less likely I thought that Sam was that's a, a guy. Um, I try not to throw those stereotypes out there, but she was also a drummer in the school band. Yeah. As a well, girl. Yeah. A so lot of them were a little really more, know. you know, dipping their fingers into the female pond, at least in my Gross. high school experience. Gross. Yes. Well, it was high school. Mm. You were dipping your fingers there. everywhere. So, it's about these two girls, and they, this town is cursed. The shady side town is cursed. There's all these killings that happen, and all of these serial killers, and all of this stuff, and it's like the town is cursed, and no one can figure out why. Yep. And then they all go to both towns meet together for a vigil for the girl who was killed in the beginning. And the other people. And the other people, yeah. Um, no. And then a fight breaks out between both of the towns, of course. Um, and as the shady siders are on their way back to their town, they get essentially attacked by the Sunnyvalers um, throwing stuff at the back of their bus. Yep, and generally just being dicks. Yeah. Now, <laughs> that whole scene with the bus, like, the bus driver didn't stop the bus when the door opened? That was the most out-of-touch bus driver. I My bus I've driver wouldn't even let us stand up while the bus was moving. Uh, I mean, the one girl, Kate, was giving a speech and literally said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to kill, kill them. them. 
And then they started chanting Shadyville, like Bestville or whatever they said. And I was just like, either the bus driver agrees with them or the dude's got like headphones in and not listening to a single fuck that's going on. Right. So when Dina decides to throw a cooler of liquid, I guess it looked like water. I think it was Gatorade or something. But yeah, it did look a little fair, red. It was an accident. It was. She did get a nosebleed. But even if she didn't get that nosebleed, what was she planning on doing? I think she just wanted to throw the liquid. But not the entire thing. But not the actual, like, right. cooler itself. Because that's crazy. Liquid, Liquid's cool. Throw liquid on cars, you know? But you start throwing big old igloo coolers, like... Yeah, it's going to be trouble. And then the car goes veering off the side, hits a tree, and the scene cuts. And it comes back to them in the car. The Sam, Sam is in the car that the guys are throwing the stuff at the bus. And she falls to the ground and is crawling through what looked, what I thought was dirt at first, was some sort of weird red moss. Yeah, um, I think it's like cursed moss, if I'm being honest, because like moss isn't red. Right. So she then gets this weird vision and a nosebleed herself, and yeah. now gets possessed by the um, witch. She didn't get possessed. Well, like, kind of. Like, the witch was mad because she touched her bones resting place or whatever. But we don't know that yet. Well, we just think you she don't know has that this... Yet. Yeah. You know, we just think she's got this nosebleed and then, you know, she starts seeing visions of witches. So then, all of a here. sudden, these spirits start chasing after her and... They can't figure out why, and then they figure out why pretty quickly um, that it's because... Well, thanks to uh, Dina's brother. Yes. Yeah, a little Rain Man. <laughs> he knew everything. He was killer Rain Man. You could ask him anything about it. He literally, after the Simon got slashed, he heard, like, three sentences about him describing the girl and was like, oh, I know exactly who that is. Yeah. And you're just like, little, bro, what? A little strange. Why you got that memorized, dude? So then it, it... It takes an interesting turn when they figure out what it is that's coming after them and how to stop it and the fact that it's coming after sam completely not just like not all of them it's only after sam because she was the one who touched the bones yes so i think it was a little strange the whole school scene with 
them trying to trap all of the spirits in the bathroom. Yeah. I understand their idea and their concept. Yeah, blow them up. But was it really absolutely necessary to add sexual content between everybody there? Um, I'm going to say yes. Only for the fact of Simon's scene of him by himself. And then when they talk about it afterwards, he's like, so did everybody go to Pound Town? Yes, and that goes, was funny. So did I, you know, and that he was, was by funny. himself. That for that scene alone, I would say it's worth it having the sex. But I mean, they could have taken that his line out, and I just think it was a little. It was forced. Yeah, it was definitely forced, especially between Kate and the brother. Right. Because, like, I don't know how old the brother is. Yeah, I didn't even think he was in high school. I thought he was in middle school. I don't even think he went to school because any time we saw him, he was home. Yeah, well... And he I never mean, talked about school. He never talked about, like... You never see any of them go to school other than to blow up the spirits, I guess. Yeah. But, like, I don't know how old that kid was. Not old enough to be doing any of that. No. But he now, did have you have ever had friend. any sexual... I'm wondering... Where are all of their parents? Uh, well, they make it very clear, like, eight different times throughout this movie that the main lead, uh, what's her name, Dina? Dina, yeah, her father works a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get that. But... And he's an alcoholic. Yeah. So but... he's like, you know, Megan's mother in the last movie. He's there, but he ain't actually there. He doesn't That's know what true. the fuck's going on with his kids. That, where was all the staff in the hospital? Uh, apparently they were dead because we saw the nurse dead, and then we saw Betty dead. And those were the only two we were ever introduced to. But, like, where's the... I don't know if you've ever been at a hospital overnight, but there are people everywhere. I always hate when they depict that for hospitals at night in a movie they did have movie night because that one scene of the two girls running by had uh they passed by all those i don't know if they were like inmates or that also looked like the crazy wing well how they got into the crazy wing then is beyond me because that's supposed to be under locking that's true but didn't the guy, the nurse, come to Kate and was like, oh, the um, bananas and blueberries for you. So he was her drug dealer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Betty. Which, not 100% sure why he was who he was. Like, he didn't come across as being like a, you know drag queen or something but his name was eddie and then he just carved a big old b into his name tag so i don't know if that was just like his undercover name who knows didn't make sense to me but i I let it go because he had a cool personality i think the way they came about how to defeat 
the ghosts that were coming to them was a cool idea. I think that the whole drowning thing was probably in a better option than all of the drugs. Um, yeah, they also completely passed by their number one option, which was the ambulance that they've literally been driving the entire movie has a defibrillator. Oh, good point. Didn't even they, think about that. They're in all ambulances. I thought that's what they were going to do when they got in the ambulance. I was like, oh, they're being smart. They have an ambulance, which is literally made for resuscitating people. Mm. But they go to the local grocery store to get her high on pills and then use EpiPens to bring her back. Now, I've never used an EpiPen before, but the way she used them, is that an appropriate amount of EpiPen to use? Um, she like well, six in a row, like literally back to back. I like, don't stick, 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 stick. I don't, yeah, I don't use EpiPens because I don't have a severe enough allergy. But I do know one is more than sufficient for a person. Correct. And you're also not supposed to stick them in the chest because that is way too close to the heart for the amount of adrenaline in those things. Right. Yeah. I always thought the EpiPen was supposed to go in your leg. Yeah. It's supposed to go into a big muscle. So it gets distributed, like, way more evenly. Okay. That much should have blown her heart up. Yeah. If it was actually beating. Now, with the way that it ended, did you expect that? Did you think that, you know, when they defeated it, that was going to be it? I mean, obviously, there are three movies, and they go backwards in the timeline. But did you think, like, that was going to be... Like, they were going to be safe and done? Um, I had a feeling that they would be, like, safe-ish, I want to say. Now, when I say safe-ish, I mean, like, I knew they were safe from those uh, three that were chasing them. But I didn't think they were safe from the witch because the witch's hand is still out there mm-hmm. so and like they mentioned it more than once but they never resolved it so I was like okay it's a little weird that you know they mentioned the hand as being part of the solution but then don't do anything about it oh you'll see yeah well I was very like, okay, so something else is going to come after them. But then I also, as you said, you know, the second and third one take place before this one. Correct. So I was also like, I'm not really sure how they're going to finish the story when they keep going back in time. It, you know, I had those same thoughts, but once you watch it, you'll realize that everything just comes back together. So are there scenes in the next ones that actually take place after the first one? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I needed to know. Because, like, from a story point of view, 
you cannot wrap up a story by just continuously going back in time. Yeah. At yeah. some point, you have to go back to the time where the story is you know, like in the future. Where it's taking place now, quote unquote. Even though it's not, you know. I know. You'll see. But I am very excited to watch the next two because this one was very well written, very well acted. I even though fell in love I, with some of the characters. I liked Dina's character. Her voice annoyed the hell out of me. Yeah, I could see that. But who am I to talk? <laughs> I don't think you have a bad voice at all. Let's uh, not even get into that. So what I would like to do, which is what we didn't do with the first one, is I want to rate the movie out of 10. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. So out of 10, what would you give it and why? Out of 10, I would give this movie about a 9. Because it checked a lot of my boxes for what I personally like in a horror movie. Mm -hmm. I like a little bit of that comedy element thrown in there. You have to. I like comedy. I, I like laughing. And when you throw it in to a horror movie... It's even better because it just hits harder with the two drastic options. One bloody, gory death, and then a joke about sex, you know, with yourself. Got me so hard with this movie, that joke. And just throughout the whole thing, it had a lot of, you know, things that reminded me of some of my favorite movies like Scream, like Halloween, you know, with him standing in the bushes and then him disappearing and then, you know, Scream with the whole first girl dying thing in the mall. Like, it was just very reminiscent of some of my favorite movies. Right. Of this genre. No, I liked it too. Yeah. I would... Out of 10, I would probably give it an 8.5. I liked the concept. I thought it was really well written. The acting was good. Um, You know, I'm not looking for Oscar-worthy performances here, but... Never. No. (sighs) Not from your horror movies. Um, You know, I thought it it left some things to be desired. I mean, obviously, it's part one out of a trilogy, so there are... Some loose ends. Some loose ends. Um, I think what really does it for me, and I guess this is just nitpicky, is I'm looking for, like, realism in my horror movies, which I guess are not really... It's hard to find. Um... Like, I I need things to be, like, a little bit more accurate. Kind of like, you know, last week's movie, you know, it kind of takes away from the tone of the movie with the fact that they're FaceTiming on their Nokia razors. Yeah. Um, Let's not even get into that. Yeah. Also, the fact that you ever had any sexual encounters in your high school? Um, In the school? 
some outside in the parking lot of the school, many more. Really? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. My, um, my senior year, I had football practice, like, right after school. And I had a girlfriend at the time. And, you know, we couldn't really go to either place's house because parents were home after practices and stuff. So we could never really find that time for the, you know, the sex. The sex. Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So when you want to do the sex and you only got one place to do it and that's a car, you know, after school, we went to the car, drove to a little secluded part of the parking lot got down to business after the car got a little foggy next thing we know we hear fucking people running by it was the track team oh no and they're literally fucking pounding on the trunk as they go by cheering that's i like i thought it was great yeah she was a little embarrassed yeah but that's usually how it goes. The guy's cool with everything, and the girl's always like, oh my god, people could have seen me. Right. Oh, jeez. It's high school. Who cares? Right. We've all seen boobs. Yeah. Even me. Yes, even you. I mean, you probably saw more than most single men, because you were allowed in the presence of changing women. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say aloud, but girls felt way more comfortable to share everything. I've seen way more vaginas in real life than I would have ever liked to admit. Yes, I was there for one of them. Oh, yeah, that's right. They <laughs> part of the strip club. You guys bought mm-hmm. me a lap dance because you thought it would be funny. And it was. Was it? It was worth every single penny of it. literally sat down in my lap and I just started laughing. And she (laughs) looks at me and goes, what's so funny? I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm gay as hell. And (laughs) they bought this lap dance for me thinking that it was a big joke. So Mm -hmm. you don't really have to like do your best, but let me see what you're working with. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but i mean hey best like ten dollars i think i ever spent oh my god it was so funny sleazy though that place was disgusting oh by far probably the most vile place i've ever set foot in that we this rolled was up. before covid right we rolled up with because uh, it was byob and we rolled up with all of our alcohol in a garbage bag yes we did like men yeah, sure. <laughs> That's how men roll up to clubs. Oh, God. Oh, yeah? BYOB? Okay, <laughs> I got you, baby. I'm about to pack this sack of fucking beer and just walk in with it. And then we had nowhere to put it, so we started putting it back in the garbage. Uh, so, next week's episode, we are going to do Fear Street 1978 which is the second movie in the Fear Street trilogy. Yep, very excited about this. It's a good one. Um, Definitely helps bring the story together, for sure. I'm excited because I know the 
um, girl from Stranger Things is in this. Not sure. the not the really famous one, but the redheaded one. Sure. Yeah, you didn't watch Stranger Things. I know. <laughs> She's cute. Sure. That's what you're into. I got a thing for redheads. Oh, don't I know it? <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> that one will maybe be if we ever do this while drunk. Mm. Then maybe that story will leak out. Mm, I guess you'll just have to tune in and find out. <laughs> so, thank you for tuning back in to Slasher Sluts. I think this was a good episode. Yeah, definitely. It was definitely a good movie, and I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. So, thanks for listening to us, guys. We will see you next week.